the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Podcast. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an American who has been awarded by not one but two previous US presidents. He also works with the United Nations. Filmmaker Jesus R. Hi, Jesus. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here on the In Conversation. Pleasure to have you. So where do you live? Currently, I live in New Jersey. Okay. And how is it there? It's pretty quiet. M- much more quiet than New York City, where, where I previously resided and had my offices and studios and operation for most of my career. So where did you grow up and what was it like? I was kind of all over, mostly New York, a bit of back and forth to South America because that's where my family's from. My later teens, early 20s, I, I did a couple of years in, in Houston, Texas. Uh, but I, I kind of had a experience in different, in different areas, which I, I guess gave me, a, prepared me to have a, a, a bigger worldview, if you will. Uh, a, lot, a lot of my peers in, in New York, unfortunately, didn't get outside of our immediate environment that much. And I think that tends to limit our perspective. So in your life, has there been an, so has there been an experience in your life that you believe fundamentally changed you as a person? I think every experience uh, doesn't necessarily change us, but, but influences our perspective. And I'd, I'd like to think that everyone maintains an, an inner voice that we react to these things in a way where we're not entirely uh, programmed or uh, conditioned by them, but hopefully we remain some of who we are. But for me, I've, I've had a, a lot of adversity and then I've, I've put myself in a position through hard work to have a lot of privilege. So you're quite involved with the media. What made you become interested in becoming in that line of work? You know, it, it's something that I didn't realize I wanted to get into. It, it came out of the need of helping other people. And through that uh, organic process of wanting to impact my community, I found film as, a, as an influential medium to, you know, hopefully to inspire people to do more positive things and, and make more use of their life, and, um, be a little bit more aspirational and ambitious to get outside of their environment, mainly to address people in the community that I came from, uh, because we are impacted by violence and drugs and a lot of different things. And I felt like nobody cared the fact that we were killing each other. And, you know, even worse, we didn't care. 
So what was your first media project? It was a TV show called I On It. Uh, I On It, the It stands for Inspirational Television. So it was about having your eye on it, you know, something that would inspire you and, and motivate you. The purpose of the platform was to give local artists an opportunity to, to get exposure and further their career. But we mixed it up with elements of having other major artists on the platform just so we can create the attention and bring more awareness to the, to the local artists that we were profiling. So how did you become involved in creating advertising campaigns? Well, I always had a, a knack for, for branding and I've, I've been in production and a lot of production always involved marketing because you have to create content and then package the content in some form or fashion. And through marketing, I've had my hands in, in various different projects from product design and development. And then I got more directly involved with advertising when I got a call to go run Puffy's agency uh, as the executive producer. And then I got deeper into advertising as, as a focus of, you know, different aspects of media production. And from there, I launched Creative Gods and then continue to serve other major brands internationally and luxury brands. And now I've kind of retired from advertising and fallen back to my true passion, which is film. So you mentioned Puffy, otherwise known as P. Diddy, and advertising his fragrances. So how did that come about? I was really successful in in the industry and I was creating a lot of content and had some notoriety behind the scenes. So they approached me to, you know, come, come run their shop. I actually turned them down the first two times because I was successful and um, was happy where I was at. I had opened the first film studio in the Bronx. We were doing three or four music videos a weekend. Travis Scott shot one of his first videos in my studio. We had so many amazing productions go down at, at Shoot HR, which was the studio facility in the Bronx. And the, I think the third time they called, I was out in Thailand doing something, um, working with my brother Salim on, on some other projects, launching some TV networks. And I said, you know, I, ha- I had to come back to New York at a certain date that I'd already planned. And I said, you know what? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come in and meet with your the team. And I decided to uh, take a shot to go deeper into advertising. So you were also involved with creating the official fragrances for the wedding of Prince William and Katie Middleton. How did you become involved in that? Sure. Uh, I was working with a gentleman named Michael Bodie. He was the second, second biggest uh, hair session stylist in the, in the world, working with all the major brands and fashion designers, supermodels and such. And he wanted to do a fragrance when he was in New York. So I created a fragrance for him. Uh, I created the name, the brand, the identity. He worked on a sense and we launched Bodicea the Victorious, which was referenced after this woman soldier from, you know, however many years ago. I don't, I don't remember the dates of her, of her time, but they have a statue of her in London. Uh, and then we launched at Harrods and, and did about a million in sales in the first year, one store. And then we launched at Selfridges and, then the brand got picked up internationally. Uh, and then the follow-up collection, the white Gardenia rose petal was chosen as the official fragrance of the Royal Wedding. So how did you become involved in producing promotional videos? It was just through, through the process of go, going from one thing to the next. Uh, it wasn't something that I was keen about. Uh, you know, my focus has always been around social impact and providing opportunity and resources for the community. So when I started Eye On It, that was a direct means of 
of impacting a, a specific audience. And then later I wanted to have something that would uh, change the perspective of where I came from, put, putting down a gun and picking up a camera. So I started the Guns for Cameras program up until last year. We opened the SIC Film School, SIC, standing for Social Impact Content. So when did you decide to get involved in making movies? I, f- I finally decided to focus on film in the last two years. I, uh, my whole career, I, I was always putting other people on and serving brands and helping to elevate other people's careers. And I never really focused on myself. You know, we live in a very selfish world where everybody takes and nobody gives. And I was in a position where I was uh, constantly doing for others. And a couple of years ago, I had my first child, with my daughter. And at that point, you have a little bit of a, a reflection on what your your legacy, your purpose, and you know what it all adds up to. And I decided that I was going to pursue my own passion uh, and my own dreams, and that was to make films. I, I knew that out of everything else I've ever done, I was the thing I was most talented at was directing. So even though I was a producer for Buffy's $800 million empire that paled in comparison in terms of my talent as a director, uh, I just never gave myself that opportunity to focus on it. And it was the thing I was most passionate about. So I, I feel like with this next film, Suicide Saint, it's, it's going to be my masterpiece. Um, it's definitely going to be a breakout project in terms of impact in the industry. And I know I'm going to shock a lot of people with it. Well, you've been honored by two American presidents. When did that happen? And what were those awards for? Yeah, first uh, was by Bush for my work in uh, financial literacy. Uh, And then second was by Barack Barack Obama as a champion of change. And that was uh, a lot to do around my work in uh, utilizing arts for violence prevention gun violence prevention, you know, accredited for things like guns for cameras and then also being a delegate for the United Nations. I represented the the U.S. to 34 countries and the Western Hemisphere in terms of how to create toolkits and and, and package programs for youth and utilizing the arts for violence prevention, which then I met with all the ministers of culture from the respective countries for them to uh, adopt those policies that I created with a group of other delegates from each one of the respective countries. But uh, Obama was as a champion of change. That was a lot of fun. You know, it, was, it was cool to go to the White House. So you're an advocate for those who suffer from some type of mental illness. What inspired you to become involved with that particular issue? Yeah, me- mental illness has become a great passion for me. And like other things that I, I kind of get involved with from, I, I would say, in a very organic way, it, it was, I didn't realize how bad the, the problem was. Uh, I didn't realize how big the impact was and how much every other problem that we faced in society is derived from our mental health. Suicide rates have increased 30% in the last two decades. And that was before the last six months of, you know, this sustained pandemic where people are isolated, depressed, anxious, um, so we've had even further spikes in, in suicide rates and domestic violence and uh, all types of other issues that are coming to the surface. So for me, this film isn't just about severe mental illness, but it's about creating more awareness and concern and focus on just our overall mental health uh, for everyone. Uh, you know, every thought and every opinion and every expression and every 
conversation engagement that we have with each other is a product of our mental health, how well we're able to regulate our moods, how we react to things, how we perceive things. You know, all all our thoughts come from our mind. So definitively, the more you you focus on creating a balance or or meditating or, or, you know, your your mind is, is a muscle like any other part of your brain. So the more work you put into, you know, ha- having that stability and that strength, the the better results are going to uh, come in your life. Well, you've got a new movie coming out soon. So when will this movie be released? What's it called and what is it about? 12, 22, 21 is the release date. The film is called Suicide Saint. It's addressing mental health. Uh, the two main characters, Vincent Cross and Thomas Metal, respectively go through their you know, they battle with their illnesses that they have and there's themes of not only mental health, but absent fathers and a couple other messages that we're creating awareness with through the project. So what other plans do you have for the future? Right now, it's just this film. You know, most of my career, I've multitasked. I've I've done, you know, ran a lot of different companies or consulted for a lot of different brands and or handled different artists and talent, uh, you know, under the purview of our creative gods. Uh, brand but now uh, i'm solely focused now on one film at a time so i understand that your movie is going to be featured at the united nations can you tell me something about that sure the, the un has you know i have, have an ongoing relationship with them but they stepped in to support and endorse this film globally they have a 40 days safer cities challenge as part of their mandate to reduce urban violence by 50 percent by the year 2030 so in their 40-day Safer City Challenge, which starts September 1st and goes to October 31st, we're going to be day number 20, uh, which, which falls on October 10th, World Mental Health Day. So we're going to, we're going to be um, profiled on that day as the only film in the world that's being supported by the UN. So, Jesus, how can people contact you? Through uh, Instagram is the easiest way, at, at JesusR, H-E-Z-U-E-S-R. And that's also my website, my Facebook, and my YouTube. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.